Hey, if you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, daspitlaw.com. Studios. Win again! It's John and Lance. Win again! Win again! I remember it. I just don't know when. I don't know how long ago it was. That might be old. Probably. Frank goes back into the vaults. The archives of whether it be 1560 or the 97.5 arrow. No matter what, he'll find some stuff, yeah. and it's it's appropriate for what has gone on the last, well, really the month of September, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, it was just a ho- We're not starting with that. Here's the deal. Welcome in, everybody. John and Dell. Lance is a schnitzel right now with his schnitzels right now. And let's congratulate Nicole Zerline on, yeah. on running the Berlin Marathon. I think it was on Saturday that right. she ran it. Right. Um, and we got updates from Lance. Not about that, actually. It was more about... What his day, so but, yeah. but the real thing is congratulating Nicole. But he on did doing congratulate her on Twitter. He did do that, but in our group chat, it was more about his about his, him. his things. That yeah, he he's, was doing. well, he's so conceited and so self absorbed. It was all it's always about him. Yes, yeah, publicly because he's a phony, yeah. much like Raheel. Right. He tweeted about Nicole, but right. internally, the people he knows, it was much about himself. But congratulations to Nicole Zerline for right. uh, running the Berlin Marathon. Well, yeah, you know, and I tweeted out she's she's her name. Is schnitzely, but she's not. She's more carne asada. I don't know if you should be doing that. Well, I'm just saying. I look. I know she doesn't. I guess you would say look like she's in the German community, but I'm not sure you should be comparing anyone to food. Well, she no. She's not a schnitzel. She's not. She's not one of those people. Look, I'm just going to say okay. you're in a you're in a uh, a fortress of being untouchable where you can do that here i just i'm i just noticed you wouldn't i'm just saying in other circles don't do that what i'm just saying that's all i'm saying like, he says it's his schnitzels. like if nate griffin yeah r- knew about nicole and, and and lance not being here because he was in germany supporting his wife i would say don't make that joke on fox 26 uh yeah well I mean, I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Listen, I'm just saying. She's that's all more I'm like carne asada. Look, because she's not because schnitzel. Because what? She's not schnitzel. Look, we know Lance making that comment ain't great. Right. You probably really should make it. But Look, It's all I'm saying. But are we going to start with the positives in this town? Um, yeah, that's what we're starting with. We're starting with, see, you get the lead. And when was the last time you, the Texans got the lead over the Astros? When I'm, something awful, really awful, happened to them. Well, in a good way. I can't remember because there's not a, been, not been a lot of good. What is what was the Texans' record back in 2016? Because that's the last time the, t- the, the Astros, Astros didn't, didn't make, make the, playoffs. the playoffs. I don't think the Texans were good in 2000. Well, it was uh, the Bill O'Brien year, so maybe maybe well, they're they going were going nine and seven, seven. Probably they were probably nine and seven and went in a division. Probably, uh, but that that probably is the last time. That the Texans get the lead on this show. They were nine and seven, being a positive, and won a wild card game against the Raiders. They won a wild card game against the Raiders what? that year. See, and everybody was just in love with that football. Well, not really, no, not, not at really, all, not at all. It, they, 
they beat Connor Cook. Yes, it was a Raiders team who yes. lost their car and then lost Matt McGloin, and, and then, then Connor Cook had to play. Connor Cook came here and was a backup to P.J. Walker on the Roughnecks. Yes, that's how bad it that's was for the bad. Raiders that's at the time. Bad. Yes, yeah. and the so, Texans took advantage. And the Texans took advantage of that and won a playoff game. And here we are, the Texans, a playoff contender now, for the first time in I don't know how long. That was... Really, really good. That Jacksonville team is so, and for whatever reason, they can't beat the Texans. For whatever reason, the Texans go down there and they just beat that Jaguar Heine. It is un, it's un, it's unbelievable. I know I say that all the time, uh, unbelievable. But that is their first unbelievable came at two o three at seven o four. So, so you got a, a, an unbelievable, but it is unbelievable. And C.J. Stroud with that offensive line. So the stats say that he was better with, uh, under pressure than it was with a clean pocket. Of course, if I'm C.J. Stroud, I never think I have a clean pocket. Yeah, the first play, <laughs> the first drop back was him having to get a ball out before he got clobbered. And I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those days. But it didn't, it didn't stay like that. But it was a game where C.J. navigates the pocket like he's proven to do through the first three games. And... You got to credit him and Slowick for getting him ready, but the fact that you feel like you have a guy three games in, you're, you feel like you already have your guy at quarterback is a, a welcome benefit to what could have been a really ugly year, with, or at least to start the year with this offensive line, but CJ Stroud has kind of allayed all fears, fears as far as what people thought of him, um, a guy who's very calm in the pocket and I think it's a credit to everyone around him and him himself for being being ready to play quarterback in the NFL this early. So, two things came out right away. Two things came out right away. One was, and, I, and the first thing that I thought of was the S2. Um, and I tweeted out, the S2 test, are they still in business? Because C.J. Stroud had one of the worst S2s. Now, guys who have, for those of you who don't know, don't know what the S2 is, it is not an intelligence quest. It's a reaction uh, test. You Things come up on your screen, and you have to react positively, negatively, whatever. Whatever it is, it's a read and reaction. And it's supposed to be a pretty good indicator of what kind of quarterback you are because at a, at an un, an unbelievable rate, things are flying around. Guys, safeties are making decisions. Blitz are coming. Blitzes are coming from different places. You have to make quick decisions of where you're going to throw the football. And C.J. Stroud was reportedly terrible at the S2. Terrible at it. And guys like Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow were really, really good at it. So coming into the draft... You know, if you just went by the S2, you do not take C.J. Stroud. You do not take him. Well, the S2 couldn't be more uh, inaccurate, or at least it, it had no, it has no, it has, it, it is not an indicator of how good a quarterback you're going to be. So I tweeted out, S2 test, they still in business? Signed C.J. Stroud. The other thing was, you know, Bryce Young didn't even play. Yesterday, he played in the afternoon. The Panthers played in the afternoon, but he's got an ankle and he didn't play. And Andy Dalton played. Which one would you rather have right now? I think it's an easy 
It's a, it's an easy answer, and a it's C.J. Stroud. He he was the consensus clear second choice. Well, maybe not even that, but as far as who Bryce Young was compared to the rest of the quarterback class, Bryce Young was the out and out favorite. That's that's the guy you want. The Texans made a huge mistake not beating the or excuse me beating the Colts to end the season. We'll have sound from Brevin Jordan talking about that. But it's C.J. Stroud. Uh, Bryce Young, as you might imagine, looks small. It's an offense that, like, look, the, the Panthers don't have a lot of juice, but you see what a guy with a little bit of experience can do. Andy Dalton has a lot. They were they look much better offensively in his one start than they have through two with Bryce Young. So, so if you don't, if you win, if you don't win that game against the Colts, which everybody, everybody destroyed them for winning a game and losing out on the number one overall pick. If you had that number one overall pick, you were going to take Bryce Young. And look at where you are now. And here is Brevin Jordan after the game saying that exact thing. It was a first time since rookie year. Man, it's been forever, man. Uh, you know, I, I've just trusted the process. Uh, kept my head down. You know, I, I trusted my family, trusted Christ, and feels good, man, to get in the end zone. It really did. Yeah, you've been through some things. You had an injury. Yep. You had to get healthy again. Yep. They had to keep their faith in you. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, all those things. Hundred percent, man. I'm just so glad. You know, I first if my first check mark for me was to make the 53 man roster. You know, I miss all the training camp. You know, they trust me to come in here and you know make an impact for the team, man. Unbelievable feeling, man, to get on. Hey, how about that quarterback? That quarterback's unbelievable, man. We, I was just telling somebody on the sideline the best thing that happened to the Houston Texans organization was us beating the Indianapolis Colts last year in that last game of the season. So seven's the guy, man. We we rock behind him at all times. Do you think you have to talk about Christ or CJ won't throw the football? I think it helps. Yeah. I mean, if anyone, not that anyone's going to go bleep Christ because no one does that, no matter what, how you feel. No. But do you think you? it's part of the, like Tank Dell must be a guy who prays with CJ before and after games because of all the targets he gets. So Robert Woods too. Like I imagine Hutchinson doesn't talk well, to Christ at all because well, he gets I heard no targets. Tank on the, on the, uh, on the post game, and the first thing he said was, "Oh, thanks to God." I mean, he, and so that is—that's a positive. That's a positive. I think these I, are all these guys are all God fearing together. I think, or you try and get some targets. Well, no. What's good is they fear God. They don't fear the Jaguars. No one. Yeah. Well, the Texans as a whole, no matter who's on the team, I think it's ten out of the last eleven since they got swept in seventeen. I was saying this, and we have. To, I was said it before the show. The Jags must think of the Texans like. Like the Yankees think of the Astros, I said about the Royals, but that, that's a that's an ugly thing we have to talk about later. Like the Yankees must just f- are sick of seeing the Astros. Yeah. I feel like the Jags are the same way. Yeah. Except except the Yankees can explain it away. Well, that's a really good baseball team. At least they have been in the past. There's no explanation for why the Jags can't beat the Texans other than it's just some voodoo that Cal may have cooked up to say, "All right, we may not be great, but we're not going to lose to the Jags." So he puts voodoo in his burgers. And cooks them up. I don't know what. I don't know if he feeds them to the Jags. But ten out of eleven, the Texas, the Texas to be able to beat a team ten out of eleven times over the course of about the last five years doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> uh, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's zero sense because that's a better football team. The Jaguars have more talent. It is a better football team, and the Texans just go in there and they destroy the Texans nine and a half point underdogs against a team that they beat routinely. I I I I can't take the Texans. I mean, I'm just so hesitant to ever 
bet on the Texans ever again. But yeah, I took them. I took them this week because how in the world can you give nine and a half points to a team that always beats you? How how in the world does how, what were what were they thinking? If the books wanted to make a ton, they they put the Jags at like two and a half point favorites against the Texans, and they would have just crushed because everybody would have been on Jacksonville, just crushed. They got to catch up to that series because the Texans have their number for whatever reason. The Texans and the Jags is just a whitewash, just a whitewash. So it's like the Texans and the Colts actually. Yeah, it's it's except that the Colts were a really good football team and had Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Yeah, right. The Texans <laughs> yeah. have had. I yeah, mean, but even when they, they they had the one win season, it was the Texans. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no explaining this particular thing. Well, now the Jags have been bad too. It's not like the, it, but recently now they did get a win last year, thirty-one to three. But since Trevor Lawrence has been there, you had the Urban Meyer year, so you know some of that is played into it. But since the Jags have had drafted their quote unquote franchise quarterback. They still lost five out of six. Yeah. <laughs> he can't beat him. He cannot beat him. It is awesome. All right. So we got uh we gotta get we gotta get or, this started. Or four here. out of five. The math says four out of five right now. But who you telling me that I'm gonna take the Jags to beat the Texans at home? Is CJ Stroud's on the field? Oh, no. Heck no. Heck no. Heck no. All right, so here we go. We're just getting started. In about a half an hour, we're gonna play. What did you learn this weekend in one sentence? And I would imagine it has something to do with the Astros and the Texans, but you don't have to – it doesn't have to be about sports. It could be anything that you learned this weekend, uh, and we'll be right here at 745. So stay with us and make sure that you get your what did you learn this weekend in one sentence ready for that. A big, big weekend of sports all the way around, college football, uh, baseball, uh, NFL, all of it. We we're talking here, and if you want to get in, you've got any comments about anything, you're more than welcome. Someone 3780-3776. Right now, I'm talking about MyBookie, MyBookie.ag, promo code BET975. you got a cash bonus with a no strings attached that lets you deposit and withdraw quickly. This is something that you don't see. In other words, you get, you get a deposit of $50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly to your MyBookie account. They will add that. And if you bet it just once, usually there's you got to play it and play it and play it to be able to get, get your bonus. This is play it once, and you can cash out. That's how crazy this is. Need to get, go to MyBookie.ag, promo code BET975. But they got all kinds of great stuff. They got a brand-new cash-out system on a parlay bet. If you win the first two legs, you can cash out early, or you can keep it going, whatever you want to do. But I've never seen that before. That's crazy. MyBookie.ag has an entire season filled with daily odds, boosts, same game, parlays, and a super contest. You're looking for the best way to play, win, and get paid. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. My bookie, but make sure you put in promo code BET975. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Now with more nougat. You're not cooking. Pork chop sandwiches. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. So is there any way to explain the Astros? They get, okay, I said it was unacceptable behavior if, if they there was not a sweep. You did say that. At Minute Maid. If there was no sweep at Minute Maid, that would be unacceptable. So what is, well, there was a sweep. And it turned out that there was a sweep. So, so I should be happy. Acceptable behavior, but you did make you did make the distinction that they were they were the ones who were supposed to do the sweep. That was I, maybe they misunderstood. 
Maybe they missed. They were so scared of the consequences of a sweep, so they actually gave you what you wanted. They just didn't know how you wanted it to go down. That was the I I can't remember, and especially as good as they are, as as talented as this team is, to be just dominated. I know the Royals are hot, but they're not because they're playing the Astros. No, well, that well in large part, but they also won. They they've been on a roll. It started with the Astros, but it's been it's been now they're they're they last two weeks they're the best team in baseball. <laughs> well, that's bad timing for the Astros. Yeah, I, I mean, well, the Astros contributed to it. Let's let's put let's make no doubt about that. But to I I just don't this this club has one thing that has really been that we we know about this club over these last six years now is how clutch they are. Is how no situation is too big. How they're they're just they they have like wheelbarrow they need wheelbarrows remember and and and, and to be playing like this it's the ve- way that they are down the stretch it's here very nineties era Astros at least those teams did that in the playoffs this one is one who's trying to eliminate any chance they have of making the playoffs and because they did get the Rangers taken out the Mariners they still are leading and they have to the, the permutations out there they have to have a obviously a really good run down the stretch and dominate the Mariners to kind of solidify their spot but if we're thinking about it this is this is new for this era of Astros baseball to play so poorly when it matters most and you talk about Will Barrels a guy I think that was mostly about at the time because he was the most boisterous of them all was Bregman and I think the stat is out there maybe Chandler Rome or Brian McTaggart tweeted out like one of 18 um in this homestand, I think I saw that. And this is a team who has not responded well to this moment where all you're asking for them to do is beat bad baseball teams, and they yeah. can't do it. No. And yeah, I know they're all major leaguers and, and whatnot, but somebody was beating up on the, on the Royals all year long, and it, wasn't, it certainly wasn't the Astros. But it has been, this has just been the, the worst run that I can remember in recent memory. For Houston Astros baseball, and there's no there's no reason for it. There really is no reason for it. Uh, and and you know, I'm not going to blame Dusty, but you know, they, uh, Jones says they miss Correa's leadership. You know what? They didn't miss and, it and, last year. And Jeremy, year. every time you bring up Carlos Correa, Jeremy Brandley goes, "Well, how are his mound visits?" Uh, Jeremy, look at a new joke. Here's the deal: is Carlos Correa was a huge, huge influence in that ro- locker room. Well, how do you explain? And one of eighteen for Bregman, I think, was this series, not the homestand. That that's not enough at bats. But um, how do you explain last year? Correa was needed this year, but not last year. Um, no. Well, this team needed him. Yeah, you can explain it. But that, these are this, the same for the most part, the same guy. So why do they need him this year? Well, it, you know, they still. Well, when you need it, you need to have it. It's like Dusty. You know, he's great when you got a fifteen-game lead. And when you're pitching great, when he's but he's not when he's when you're not okay. Just because just because they won last year doesn't mean they didn't need something here. They clearly need something here. And what one of the things that they really need is somebody to pitch well. Okay, yeah. that's the that is a when you're chase. Look, it's a long game, but when you're chasing immediately and all because your pitchers can't keep the ball in the ballpark, it changes the the complexion of the game. It certainly puts pressure on your hitters when immediately you're down in baseball games. And even if you do take a lead, they give them right back up and you're down multiple runs. 
it it was it was as ugly as you might imagine. I can't can't imagine it was more this. I see people tweet it the most frustrating Astro season that they can remember. So people sometimes point back to 1998 because of what they what the expectations were. But this was a team where okay, you're you're kind of shuffling along. You expect to catch the Rangers, then you trade for Verlander. You think, okay, that's the juice. You're trying to recreate what happened in 2017, and it's been nothing of the sort. Yeah. It's it's inexplicable. It is inexplicable. Now, they still have a chance to salvage the season going to Seattle, where they're they're much better on the road than they are at home, so maybe this is – and it's been a joke. But, you know, if they win four out of these six last six games on the road – it will be it will be telling about what is I, I it's just they don't I don't want to hear about their families and all of that that's just that's not it it's not it that they don't want to be home and they don't love their kids and all of that or they don't, their wife is nagging whatever that case may be it is it's it's very rare for this to happen it's happened before in baseball that you have a losing home record and you still make the playoffs it's very rare it could happen but not if they keep playing with this baseball. And Justin Verlander has to do it tonight. Justin Verlander has to step up tonight, and he has to be Justin Verlander. And that's the kind of leadership that you need is a guy with his experience, with his Hall of Fame stat- stature, to step up and do something tonight. The The Mariners are reeling as well. They just got swept. They just got swept in Texas. And you had the Royals, and you were at home. Oh, my goodness. It's, yeah. it's just... It, it, Look, you you rubbing your eyes is I think what a lot of people felt. It's inex, it's inexcusable. It's it's not you can't explain it. There's no explanation for it, and the, because you're going to get all the baseball cliches from the team um, going forward. And I think Dubon even said something like when he was asked about what they can do to get out of it, and he pretty much said, "Hey, we're the Astros. We'll go out there and find a way." After last after yesterday's game, well, you haven't proven that to be the case over the last month or last three or four weeks or so. So now would be the time go in there and beat Seattle. And because Seattle has a game at hand, even when at winning two out of three is better than obviously losing the series. But as long as they're tied, they, they take you out. And with the how the Rangers have played, you have the hope that, that you dominate the series. And then the Rangers do it one more time against the Mariners because of the lack of a tiebreaker. And just to correct myself one more time, it is Bregman was one for 18 on the homestand with one, with the Homer. So he has been, he's been one of a couple guys who've been terrible. Um, and you see the people, the responses, the admin for the Astros Twitter account is going to catch it because they tweeted out, um, they tweeted out Altuve's numbers and they called him the, the player of the homestand. And everyone was like, how about you uh, win some games for for the people who pay the money to go watch this team play on the home, in their homestand? So we're at the point now with with the Astros where they're like the Texans, the admins like the feeling what the Texans have felt over the last several years, where nothing you can tweet out is going to be reacted to positively. So everyone's favorite Astro not gets his numbers put out there talking about how good he was on the homestand. Everyone's like, so win some games, win some damn games. <laughs> that's where that's where they're at now. So uh, the Astros got the Mariners. It's Verlander against Castillo. So Luis Castillo is one of the best, well, young pitchers in baseball. Here is Jose Abreu, career, one for 11 against him with one RBI. Jose Altuve, 0 for 3 against him. Jordan, 3 for 9. Bregman, 1 for 11. Um, You've got uh, Kyle Tucker's 3 for 9 with a home run. 
Uh, uh, Jordan has two homers against him in, in nine at bats, which isn't too bad. Pena four for nine, and uh, Chas McCormick just one for three. Martin Maldonado surprisingly zero oh for six. The uh, Mariners against Justin Verlander, J.P. Crawford eight for twenty three, pretty good. Nine sixty six OPS. Ty France ten for twenty three with a one thousand eighty seven OPS. Tay Oscar a seventeen fifty OPS. So these Julio Rodriguez was has a one thousand ninety one OPS against him. Eugenio Suarez is really struggling against them. Otherwise, this lineup, you don't really like this matchup if you want to know no. the truth. It's, wow. it's, not, it's not a great it's, matchup for the Houston Astros. It's pro- because, been proven that way throughout the, throughout the year. And certainly the last yeah. series that we saw where Julio Rodriguez, they, could, they couldn't get him out until like the final game of the, the series. Yeah. He just It was in the midst of his hottest streak of the year where he had made a couple of adjustments and all of a sudden no one could get him out and the Astros felt the brunt of it. I mean... All you're banking on, if you have any confidence at all, is you're banking on the past. Because there's nothing that says going into Seattle against that team, the way they've handled you, says they're going to, you're going to find a way. We talked about it before we went, before the weekend, about what would you want from Seattle? Would you want the Mariners to be desperate or feeling pretty good about themselves? Well, now you're desperate and they're desperate, and everything points to them winning, and you just have to hope that somewhere, somehow, the old Astros show up. Well, not the '90s Astros. Yeah, this version, this the version. old version of the Astros, show up when they were good. Yeah, and they and they find a way when this version used to be good. Yeah, that's that's what we're looking for. All right, seven zero three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Still ahead in about twenty minutes, right here. What did you learn this weekend in one sentence? I'm talking right now about Doc Linville. Doc Linville is the best. Doc Linville will change your life. Doc Linville is a guy who he's so fantastic at what he does. And oh, by the way. He told me, you know, there are other guys, that, other, there are national guys that are coming in here. They just don't have the kind of service that you're going to get uh, with Doc Linville, who is a local guy, been here, done that, and he's been doing uh, plastic surgeries here. He is, he's so good. And, guys, if your wife is looking for some kind of plastic surgery, he is here for you as well. But he says, listen, the neo-grafting, it's the best process. The other guys are not using the neo-grafting. It's painful. He's got a... Uh, an anesthetic that lasts three days, and the neografting just isn't as painful as the cutting and the pasting that the other guys are doing anyway. But he also said, listen, I'm going to save guys on average about $1,000 right now. He's going to drop his price about $0.50 per neograft, and you're going to save close to $1,000 in a lot of instances. So if you're looking for a great way, this is the best time that we've seen to do this. It's not as hot now. You don't want to be, you know, scathing hot outside. So you've got a good chance to get a lot of success, right? Well, he's always got a lot of success. But here's the deal. Now's the time to go to 975hair.com. That's 975hair.com. Quit driving for an app. Be your own boss and keep the fare on selflist.com. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Offensive Masterminds, running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. Uh, big ups to all my peeps. Happy Yom Kippur. So, uh, that, I'm in the community, though. You know that, right? How so? Well, 
we lived in Bel Air for 20 what years. What does that okay. mean? You don't know. You well, don't know nothing about Bel Air. I really don't, actually, but just because you live there doesn't uh, yeah. mean you're in a part I'm of the community. I'm in a community. Did you, did you go to a bat mitzvah? Oh, yeah. Plenty. Oh, yeah. And bar mitzvah. Did you embarrass both. yourself? No. Well, I, everybody embarrasses themselves. I mean, it's a party. I know. Oh, no, it's I know. a party. I've heard. Bat mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs, it's a party. Okay, mm. so no, that was the happiest did you time ever, when the kids were all. Did you ever say thirteen? Hey man, I like you, but why are you wearing that funny little hat on your head? Did you ever say that to anyone? Did you ever <laughs> no. make that joke? I never ever. Oh, okay, I uh, I was the one who was accused of having a skin yarmulke. <laughs> okay, that's because before Doc Linville got a hold of you. Yeah, right, right. Uh, there's a you know there's an Aggie who is uh who is Jewish and he wears I believe I saw on the sideline he wears the yarmulke on his head. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously the helmet covers it when he's actually on the field. But I was saw him walk on the sideline. I think during uh, who did they play before they played Miami? Who have they played before they played Miami? He had his yarmulke on, and I thought to myself, I've never seen that before on the football. I'm, I know it's happened on football field, yeah. but major college football. I don't think I've ever seen. I don't believe on, at the Power Five level. I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't believe I have either. I, I mean, sure, there's been Jewish nope. players, but I don't think I've ever seen the yarmulke on the ha- on the head. Uh, but happy Yom Kippur. To all those who celebrate. So my buddy or, uh, texts Or acknowledge, me. excuse me. My buddy texts me and he says, do you forgive me for everything that I, all the bad things I thought about you and everything? Are you the, oh, that's what happens on that? On yeah, that thing? You know, okay. before you asked for forgiveness. And I said, what bad things did you? Well, I hope you hit bad golf shots when you're, you're when we're betting. And I hope that you don't get good cards when we play gin. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I forgive you for that because I, I root against you every time too. It's the holiest of all days in the in Judaism. So, mm. so okay. again, big ups, big ups and, to everybody in the community. I don't know if John is in the community. I am in the community. Okay, I'm not sure about that, but sure. Uh, and thank you, and you're part of the tribe. You're welcome, Michael. And big shout out Who's- to my. My man, Mike, uh, Max from St. Lawrence. Who, who said you're part of the He's tribe? He's got a big game today. Go get him, Max. Who said you're part of the tribe? Michael. From where? Mike. Well, he's uh, he actually is Russian Jew. And, uh, yeah. You know, I from don't, the old country. I don't know anything about Russian Jews except what I see in movies. They portray those dudes as oh, straight Michael's out a, Oh, Michael's a badass. Yeah, he will kill they, people. Yeah, they portray those people. They uh, portray Russian Jews in movies and television shows as the scariest people on the face of the earth. Yeah. It's like... Russian dude, I'm out. Leave yeah. him alone. Don't mess with him. Something bad's going to happen. No, 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 no. Mike, Mikey, yeah, I'm sure he's killed a lot of people. I'm not saying that. I just know how they're portrayed I, on television. I am. I just said it. Okay. I'm sure he has. I don't know. Mikey, if you I've have. I've never seen him. Happy Yon- uh, do you? It's not happy, Yon Kapoor. What is the actual way? Is it just, ha- is it Yon Kapoor? I would all say happy. I don't, I mean, it's ha- a holy day. I don't know if you say happy. Well, you hey, it- say happy Easter? That's the holiest day? It's. I mean, that's the real, really. Oh, no. That's the real holy day? That's the real holy holy All right. day. Okay. But. I mean, Michael, let John know what's the proper greeting when you're when you're acknowledging Yom Kippur. Because I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Michael. Go ahead. Uh, let me know. What is. Yeah. Do you say happy Yom Kippur or, or, just or say Shalom? Yom, or just say Yom Kippur? I don't know. I would like to know. I'm a little. I'm naive in is, this. I'd like to know. Ignorant in this. I'd like to know. Is Yahweh come into it at all? How, how do we work I, I this think, thing? I, I want to get away from this because you're going to say something at some point that's going to go wrong, and Michael's going to actually kill you. So let's stay away from it. <sighs> Brian, you're not. You're, your name's McDonald. You're not Jewish. You don't know. Do you have an no, answer? No, there's Brian? not a lot of Jewish in Scotland. <laughs> there's not a lot. Of, <laughs> it's just this. How many synagogues did you did you see there? Any? None. None. Yeah. All right, so I didn't think so. We got it here. Because in 
in the community. Bel Air, particularly as you as you yeah, laid out. Right, yes. right, right. Uh, so so big ups on Yom Kippur. <laughs> is it hey Michael? It, is is it big ups? Is that what we say? Big ups. Yom Kippur to you and yours. That's what it is. Okay, cool. Thank you, Michael. No, that's not true. I think he just made that up. <laughs> I'm looking for a real answer, but fine. Maybe we'll get it at some point. <laughs> what did you learn? What did you, learn this? To, what did you learn this weekend? If you've learned that or you want to inform us, or <laughs> what did you learn this weekend? Let, in one sentence, let us right, know in a right. couple minutes. Right. If, you, if that's how you want to, uh, uh, if you want to use up your, what did you learn this weekend with that, then you're more than welcome. Um, so, uh, college football. We, we talked about the Astros. We talked about the the Texans. College football, the biggest story was probably from this weekend. Here locally, nice job by the Cougs, taking care of business the way that they should have. They actually looked pretty good. Donovan Smith looked pretty good. I thought he could have maybe taken off a couple of times with some runs. I asked uh, Dana about it afterwards, and he said, no, nah, man, he's been banged up. I don't want him. I, I would much prefer he did what he did. He played a perfectly clean game, two touchdown passes, threw for whatever, 280 yards, whatever he threw for, uh, 75% completion percentage. He played a great game. Um, and we also saw the backup quarterback. And did you see any of the game? Did you I, watch it? I, w- I didn't see anything at all of it. I was focused on some other things we'll get into, but how the backup look? The backup, he's got a, he throws a sweet ball. He throws a really sweet ball. So he's smaller, but he's a lefty. He reminds you a little of Tua, a little bit. Are you going to make no, jokes? No, 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 don't be disrespectful. I'm asking, no, you're the one who's always disrespectful about Tua. I was going to ask, are you going to start making jokes about this kid too? No, no, I'm not making jokes about him. So, um, so he is, uh, that was, a, that was a nice game. They took care of business. There was no doubt. I mean, the first, they hadn't scored a touchdown. And our first drive, Sam Houston goes down and scores a touchdown. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And thought, oh, no, what kind of day is this going to be? And then it was just slap, 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 slap. Grant Cannell, who was, went to St. Pius, his quarterback in them, they are offensively challenged. Well, when you hold BYU to 14 and still can't win the game because you score no points. No points. That- and then score three in your next game. Yeah. And then seven in this game. Three games, they've got ten points. I don't, I'm not getting after Grant Gunnell, but he was a major name in recruiting, and he went to Arizona, and it just speaks to you never know how how kid's career is going to turn out depending on the situation he is. He he goes to or because you go to Arizona, you're trying to build something. He was one of Kevin Sumlin's recruits, right? Uh, he was. So did Kevin Sumlin ever – he got to coach him at some point. Uh, Kevin, he did. He coached him. Kevin Sumlin. First two years. Yeah, so – so, but then the coach leaves, and it doesn't work out for you initially, and then you have to find your way. So it is an interesting thing to hear that name again because it feels like I've, I've been hearing that name since he was probably a, at least a sophomore in high school because of how, how good he was as a high school player. You know, you get, you get, a major, you get major college offers. You want to go play in an offense that fits you, and it just didn't work out, and he's back at Sam Houston, back in, in his home state. And as, as you pointed out, Sam Houston State is having difficulty scoring points. And this that was a power program at the FCS level. They're trying to make their way in the FBS now. And uh, it certainly does take a bit of time to transition. Well, he was Grant wasn't even the starter there. Uh, he came in this game, but uh, a kid named Keegan Shoemaker was the starter. Um, and I'm not sure if he was benched or he just uh, – or, or injured, whatever the case. Uh, Grant Cannell uh, came in and threw for – a hundred yards. It was. It was. They're 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 really challenged offensively. Listen, it's going to take a little bit of time. 
Um, it's going to take a little bit of time for their their division one now, and they've got to learn. They get it's going to be it's going to be uh, difficult. But okay, so U of H took care of their business. Texas took care of business against Baylor. Texas A and M took care of business, and Max Johnson coming in. I mean, <clears throat> is this a Wally Pitt moment? Well. Connor Wegman is the the air the supposed next, not even next. But, but it was a battle this preseason, and when yeah. Max Johnson comes in and plays the way that he did, it's not like Connor Wegman was head and shoulders ab- uh, above Max Johnson. Certainly not. But Max Johnson has the unfortunate, the unfortunate. He's he, he's he's committed the unfortunate crime of being the older player who's been around a while, and people know what, and they've seen him a lot. Connor Wegman's always going to be about potential. He's had some good moments, but he, the Aggie offense wasn't great. It, but when Connor Wegman was in the game, the defense played really well because Auburn is talk about challenged offensively. Auburn is one of those teams yeah. uh, as they try to make their way during the Hugh, at, at the start of the Hugh Freeze era. Thorne's not good. Yeah, he transferred from Michigan State, and that's a guy who Hugh Freeze took and probably maybe not regrets it, but he went back to Robbie Ashford in that game because at least he provided a running element, but it didn't work out. Aggie defense was really good. I think it, it'll it be something where if Connor Wegman's out for multiple games, Max Johnson will be okay, and that defense is good enough for them to to stay afloat. But the hope for the Aggies are you're not, you don't, you're not having a quarterback at the level of Max Johnson. The point was to find an elite quarterback, and Connor Wegman certainly had the high school rankings for it, the high school accolades, and you hope that he will continue to develop and Bob Petrino gets into a point where they look around the conference and go, how many quarterbacks are actually better than them? The SEC doesn't have, isn't a good quarterback conference this year. You would hope that Wegman comes back and takes a step, and by the time he's a junior, that they they have their guy. Because a second year with Bob Petrino and being established could go a long way for the Aggies. Uh, but Max Johnson is just a guy who's been around a long time. He's he's, he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's fine to be your guy in that situation and maybe in another game. But we've seen his level of play overall, and it's it's not good enough for what the Aggies want to be eventually. Well, uh, he was good enough to beat the Aggies uh, So when he was at LSU. I, he's got some talent, but you're right. I, it, listen, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this works out because Max Johnson, uh, he, Max Johnson was good enough. And throwing it to a... Uh, a touchdown to your brother? I don't know that that happens all that often in, in, often in college football. I, I, I think of – I was trying to think of a brother combination in a touchdown pass, and I don't know that I can. Maybe somebody else can. And maybe it'll be on what did you learn this weekend in one sentence. Maybe they did run a list during the game I didn't see, but I can't tell you this. We're going to play what did you learn this weekend in one sentence – Next, right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So let's go. 713-780-3776. You learned something this weekend, be it about your wife, be it about your kids, be it about your boss, be it about college football, pro football, Astros baseball. You learned something. 713-780-3776. Let's light them up. I learned that I can drink a lot of Coors Lights. A lot of Coors Lights. Saturday, I had a, one of my great – I had a great day. Listen. Maybe, maybe the Astros didn't come through when you needed them most. Maybe you know. I know that I know that the Texans did. I can tell you, I came through. It was cooler here in the city. It was more chill in the city of Houston, and it was largely because of me. It was a, such a great day Saturday 
to be a college football fan, to sit, watch. It started with the 11 o'clock games, and it went all the way through, all the way through the Hawaii game, okay? It was a great, great, great day for Coors. Is it, was it a great day for you? I, I don't know that you had as good a day as I did. I know I had a great day, and it was all because cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. You're looking for the world's most refreshing beer. You want to keep Texas chill? Do what I do. I can't do it all. I need your help. Cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. Keep Texas chill, baby. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Dude. I'd be most worried about seeing my seminal vesicles. I like the Florida State seminal vesicles. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance, except no substitutes. 748 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You know what it's time for? Monday mornings, it's time for, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? So you get one sentence, one sentence to tell us something that you learned. And then we have to discern whether or not it's it's something that we need to expound on. And and. Basically, we're just guessing you, most of the truth. Do we start with ours first to get it going? Would you like to get it going? Yes. All right. After running 10 men on the field for two consecutive plays in the game, Al Golden is who I thought he was. <laughs> Al Golden is the defensive coordinator for Notre Dame, and they lost with 10 men on the field on the last two plays against Ohio State. I, 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 I blame the player. What player was – we always – we're blaming the coaches for everything. If it happens, We're not blaming Dusty for how crappy they're pitching. If it happens twice, it's a coaching issue. The fact that they and – they, and Marcus Freeman knew about it, and his reasoning was we didn't want to get a penalty. They're at the half-yard line. A, a quarter inch ain't going to matter. Yeah, right. Well, actually, it actually kind of wouldn't – might have mattered. But they got it anyway. Get your 11th yeah, guy yeah. on the field. But if that guy was standing there, they don't run that play. Yeah, they do something else. And the way you're covering the receivers, you yeah. might have won the game if they don't run the football. But how bad is that? How are you got 10 men on the field? What the hell? Twice. What player is sitting there? I mean, that guy. Well, you can't. Look, you can, right. blame, you can blame the player if it happened once. But if it happens twice, what are you guys doing? Yeah. You got to stop, and then you didn't figure it out and go, okay, let's get a guy out there. It's probably because they didn't know they had 10 guys on the field the first know. time. No, they didn't know. But no. he knew it. The, at least his excuse was he knew it the second time at least and didn't do it because he didn't want to get a penalty. All right, let's go. We got a full board. Why do we have two Dre's? You have two Dre's up there. You really? Two guys called in named Dre. Named Dre? Yeah. Two guys named two Dre. Guys. Dre's a All right, go to number four Dre name. first, and let's see. It's usually Dr. Dre. Is this Dr. Dre or the other Dre, the imposter? Nah, this is the real deal, Holyfield. Okay. Hey, uh, hey fellas, uh, I learned that Hunter Brown licks on donkey sticks, Ooh. and the Astros ain't got that dog in them. Wow. wow. I'm out. Did, did you catch that, Brian? He said donkey stick, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I dumped it. Yeah, that's ugly. I thought he said, you dumped it. I thought he said donkey stick. Oh, he did. Yeah, he said stick. Licks on it, though. Yeah. yeah. It's not great. I saw that. Actually... It might have been him tweeting it. I saw that exact tweet. Stick? Yeah. Or did he say the other word? No, he said donkey stick, and that's yeah. ugly. It's that, not great. That's terrible. I mean. Come on, bro. He just Clean gave, it up. He just gave up some home runs. Clean it up. It's not, that's only home. He only gave up home runs. That's all he did. Well, six. He gave up a six lot. Six runs. Well, he gave up a lot four of runs. Home runs four six, home runs. Four home runs, yeah. God, was he bad. He's been bad all year. He said, yeah, raise over five. Hunter Brown, what the hell happened? I thought you were Justin Verlander, point two. Oh, 2.0. 
Uh, Dre, what's this Dre? Is this Dr. Dre or another imposter? Dre, are you there? Oh, this is Chris. Oh, oh Chris. see, it's, not, it's oh, only one Dre. Hey, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I learned that the uh, the sports gods will never allow Houston to have both a World Series caliber baseball team and a franchise caliber quarterback at the same time. Yeah, that is, that's happening right now. If you want to know the truth, that's happening in our world right at this second. We hope, hopefully, hopefully the Astros will get back to being the Astros. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Mark, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? I learned, along with the Astros, who learned. Oh, operator you, error. Op, that was operator error. Hey, Brian Mark, just call back in you. if you can. Brian just hung up on you. Sorry about that. Because he was answering another call. No. All right, Brian, you got this down? Here we go. Let's get Ocho. Ocho, what would you learn this weekend? No, he put him on hold. Okay. Ocho's no, gone. No, you don't lost it. Okay. <laughs> can we get Jay in here? Product of having All no right. turns. Go ahead, Jay. I learned that I learned that John is right about the annoyance of the wave during a baseball game. One run game in the eighth inning, fighting for our playoff with lives, and these dudes just start doing the wave. They did not. I'm just. Yes. I'm, you know what? I'm bringing a sign. Don't. Because I, I saw a sign, that, and I said, you know what? Next time I go to a game, I'm bringing a sign. Don't do the wave. It's stupid, uh, and you look stupid. Give a prediction. Well, you have to wait to bring that sign next season or will there be a playoff game for you to bring that sign to and what's your prediction i'm not that confident i'm not that confident either i'm not that confident either all right jerry what'd you learn this weekend in one sentence uh, i learned this weekend that no matter who the texans uh hires their new head coach the jaguars will always be there to give us our first win that's it that's, yeah. that's true that is what they're that there is for true. that's what they're here for that's what they're here we for. We appreciate you, Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, Tom, what did you learn this weekend? Tom's always good for something. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, guys. I learned that if you come to San Marcos, not only will the Texas Bobcats football team run you off the field, but our band will throw a trident at you. Yes. Yeah, if yes. you missed it, uh, yes. Nevada apparently has a celebration trident or something. Yeah, yeah where, the, like, if you get an interception something or something like, like that. that. And Texas State, got the band got a hold of it and chucked it at a player. Well, one of the guys, yeah, he got kicked out, too. For well, the, don't throw. Don't something. throw a trident at players. Yeah, how did you even get the trident? How do you, how, did, did, did that get through security? Well, a trident? Well, it's Nevada's trident. I'm sure they brought it on the truck. Well, they but, can't, still shouldn't get through security. Yeah, Texas Tech beat them 30. Texas State, excuse me, beat them 35-24. Uh, and they came back. They were way down. That was a big. Texas State, I hate to they're say, pretty but they're good. good no, it, pretty good. Yeah, this coaching staff's pretty good. La raza, que pasó, mijo? Yami Granati, R.I.P. Lamb. What about Brian? Balloon. (laughs) What do you got? Uh, Well, I want to say first, uh, congratulations to Nicole for six years finally completing the Berlin run. And then also, I learned that legend has it that the Miami Dolphins are still scoring unlimited amount of points on Mr. Unlimited. Unlimited. Yeah, your Dolphins look pretty good, bro. 
Yeah, run run the football has kind of changed the complexion of that team. Being able to and protecting your quarterback, I think he's one sack in three games and got touched once yesterday. So credit to Mike McDaniel. And someone tweeted out that Brian Flores should go to Congress and be, and testify for the way he handled Tua. <laughs> and Brian Flores' defense is 0-3 because it's it's. It's big gamble, and they never stop good quarterbacks. I saw it in Miami for years, and it's happening in Minnesota now. Yeah, it is happening in Minnesota now. But Kirk Cousins, he his numbers are legendary right now in their own. Three. Well, they 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 turn the ball over so much that it's yeah. it's kind of mitigated their offensive production, and then their defense can't get any stops. So uh, people are like the Jets a trade for Kirk Cousins. But doesn't Aaron Rodgers want to come back next year? So what are they going to do? Well, is, is he a free agent? This, yes, he's a free okay, agent. Okay, yeah, then I get yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ocho, what'd you learn this week in one sentence? Yeah, I learned that Jalen Hurts' brother is a quarterback coach at Clint Sterner's high school alma mater, Baytown Lee. That I missed it. He he learned that Jalen Hurts' brother is a quarterback coach at Clint Sterner's alma mater, oh, Baytown oh. Lee. Okay. Well, he learned it. He learned, he did learn it's it. And if you learn for, something, then yeah. you learn something. That's yeah. all. I don't care what it is that you learned. Julian, what'd you learn this weekend? Good morning, gentlemen. This is real time, not this weekend. I'm driving through New York City, a street away from Empire State Building. It is a piece of trash city. Anybody want to see that trash-ass city? Uh, uh, New York catching it. Yeah, New York is a trash-ass, dirty-ass, trash-ass city. Um, I like that dirty-ass, trash-ass My son-in-law ass city. learned that Gundy needs to be fired. It, well, good luck it, with it's that. It's bad, bro. It is bad. It Didn't is. we hear Josh? Was it Josh? No. Was it Josh Pate or did, was, it, was I listening to Feinbaum who said, Gundy is as comfortable as he's ever been. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah, well, he's also got a huge contract. Yeah. So... Yeah, well, guess what? And and the rumor is there that, that this after losing all of those players to the portal, which they did, that was a mass exodus. There's going to be another one. Gundy is apparently yeah, they not. lost. Yeah, they lost Ohio State over the week. Iowa State, excuse me, over the weekend. Allen, speaking of guys who've been around forever, Allen Bowman started for them. Yeah, as opposed to you know Gundy's son, they were much better offensively, but still lost. Yeah, still lost. Uh, John, what'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? I learned that sleeping with your boss's daughter can get you a promotion and also get you fired when it's all said and done. Yeah, no, no, no. That that you should have known that before you yeah, did that. Yeah, I, I don't know why why you why you need the experience to learn that. Assume that. Yeah, because at some point, knowing yourself, yeah. it probably is not going to end well. Yeah, and then there's going to be hell to pay. Right, right, right. He'll love you while you love her. Mm, but then that, mm, yeah. That's up. That you should have assumed that before that. Either, should, either marry her uh, or or don't uh, get involved. Yep. Mark, our last one. What'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? I learned, along with the Astros, that they better get on the hook and get our friend Freaky Deep on the line to either teach them how to handle their business while they're in a homestand or find a slump buster of all slumps. Mm, that's what they need, slump busting. They need slump busting. There's no question. And I'll finish, I'll, uh, Channel Shell Tuve, I'll finish it off with this. This is a good one. I learned Colorado plays for clicks, Oregon plays for wins. And uh, we had that. There, there was a lot of back and forth between coaches. Yes. And old former coaches inside the locker room stuff. Yeah. It was a good weekend all around in college football. 
but Notre Dame losing tops the list. I learned that coaches really want to beat Dion's ass. They really yeah. want to pummel him, to humble him, because he, what he did is not good for the coaching profession. What, what he do you has mean done by the, the by transfers or winning the, and yeah. garnering hype? The the hype and the and the uh, the quick turnaround. Stuff. Yes, the quick turnaround because it and you we're we're going to learn this year when it's all said and done there ain't no such thing. But all of these all of these different programs around the country, especially if you were zero and two, one and uh, one and one, whatever, you lost games that you shouldn't have lost. They, they were hearing it from their fan base. Look what's happening over in Colorado. You can turn it around right away. This is inexcusable. If you're in your third year, fourth year, whatever, and you haven't turned it around, this is on you. This is look what Dion's doing. Well, slow down because Dion's gonna. Dion, the rest of this is a gauntlet. The the Pac-12 is tough. Yeah, we talked about it before. I know we got to go to break. That it's unfortunate for the Pac-12 that maybe their best year in the last decade is one that sees yeah. the conference go away. There are so many good teams. The team no one talks about is Washington, and Michael Penix and that offense is scary. That's good. He, hey, that's a playoff team. Yeah, the way they can score points, and now, like I said, the Pac-12 is a gauntlet, but Michael Penix is probably the, the guy who, who's least talked about as far as quarterbacks in the country, and all he does is put up numbers. They haven't had a lot of games on where people are paying attention. That'll change. And if they continue to do we talk about Heisman. We talk about Caleb Williams, and maybe it's the whole we don't want to give it to the, to the same guy. Michael Pinnock should be in that conversation. Yeah. All right. There's a few guys. All right. We're going to take a break. My bookie is what we're talking about right now. Boy, a way to bet on Michael Penix. A way to bet on all of your games right now is at mybookie.ag. Promo code bet975. A no strings attached cash bonus. Okay. When you make your initial deposit, you got a, a, a chance at <clears throat> getting. If you make a deposit of $50 or more, you can receive up to $200 in cash. I mean, there are, you know, you, you're not going to get 200 on a, on a $50 deposit, but here's the deal is you are going to be able to cash it out early. So, when you make that initial deposit, you got to put in promo code bet975 and then that'll pop up that you can get your cash out quickly bonus. It's awesome. It's I've never seen anything like it. You only have to bet one time. To get your bonus back, that's crazy. You also got a cash-out system on your parlays, where an early cash-out system where you can uh, cash out early after two wins on your parlay. I want out. I don't want this bet anymore. You got it. This is crazy, crazy stuff, but it's only happening in MyBookie. MyBookie.ag, promo code BET975. The best place to play. You win, you get paid. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Sweet sassy molassie. Penguin goalie Peter Scudra says, hey, try not to shoot that puck up my pooper. I'll shoot the puck anywhere I want. And if that happens to be in your pooper, so be it. <laughs> 